Life is all about relationships, and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. So glad you decided to join me again today. And today's topic is one that's of particular importance to me, and hopefully it will be to you as well. Today, we're talking about self-care during the holidays. Now, that may seem like a strange thing to talk about on a, on a podcast called Relationships and Revenue, but just go with me for a minute. In order for us to have the best relationships we possibly can have with others, whether that's in our personal lives or in our business lives, it starts with our relationship with ourselves. And if we don't know how to take care of ourselves, especially during a very busy and, dare I say, stressful time during the Christmas holiday, whatever other holidays you celebrate during this time of year, it's just, it's crazy. And you got to learn how to take care of you first, because once you take care of you, then you have something to give back to others. And so that's really what I want to talk about today. Um, you know, when I think back to my childhood, uh, the holiday seasons were very up and down. Sometimes they were great some years, other years they were terrible. Um, you know, and especially since my divorce, it's kind of been that way too. And I've always tried to make them as pleasant and great as I could for my kids. Something I started doing uh, some years back, maybe about five years ago, I started giving my kids experiences with me rather than lots of gifts because what I've learned is that they hang on to the experiences, the memories we create together, but they never remember the, st excuse me, the stuff that I give them. I don't know if you've experienced that with your kids or other family members, but I know I have, and that's really helped me. That's just kind of an aside. I hope that helps you. But I will tell you that the holidays, you know, this time of getting together with friends and family, you know, this, this over commercialization of the season, and the, there are so many demands on our time, our energy, and our resources. And then there's the added demands of us being certain places at certain times for the holidays. You know, it can wreak havoc on the way we eat, the way we sleep, and certainly our normal routines. Now, if you're anything like me, there are times that when you start thinking about self-care, you feel guilty about it. Because you've probably been told all of your lives, like I was told, that it's selfish to think of me first. But, you know, it makes me think about uh, being on an airplane. And most of us have been on one. But in case you haven't, this is what happens. When you board the airplane, everybody sits down and you taxi on the runway and you have these flight attendants who stand up and they go over this intercom system and they tell you about Oh, they just kind of warn you about things. They tell you how the seatbelt works. They tell you where all the emergency exits are. But part of the emergency preparedness part of it, they talk about these little masks, these oxygen masks that can drop down if the pressure gets too low in the cabin. And the thing they tell you, as soon as they drop down, especially if you're with others, even children, 
put on your mask first, then help others. Because if you don't, you may run out of oxygen and you may be passed out and not be able to help anybody else. So take care of you first so you can take care of others. That's the kind of thing we're talking about right now as far as the holidays are concerned, taking care of you. And so I want to get into some tips today to help you and me get ourselves ready for the holiday season, taking care of us first so we can be better for others. Tip number one, give yourself permission. It's pretty simple. Give yourself permission to take care of your personal needs, permission to decline certain events, permission not to feel pressured to host events, permission not to overspend. That's a big one for many of us. In a very real sense, we teach people how to treat us based upon what we choose to do or not do, what we allow or don't allow in our lives. And if we don't give ourselves permission to do what's best for our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, others won't either. Number two, ask yourself what would help you enjoy the holidays most. What do you value most? What traditions are important versus those that just add stress? Getting together with certain friends who encourage you may be a better use of your time and energy than attending a company party with individuals you don't even enjoy during the workday. Having an unusual dinner menu may be more fulfilling than the traditional holiday meal. You know, doing it just for the sake of tradition. Find things to look forward to that you do and that you will enjoy. Number three, make a plan. You guys know I am a planner, so this is a good one for me. When you plan ahead of time what you're going to do, how much time and energy you're going to commit, you will remain in control of your circumstances and less prone to anxiety and overwhelm. If you're concerned about being alone during the holidays, initiate plans with others in advance. You can also plan ahead for things like eating a small meal before a party so you don't sabotage your weight loss efforts once you get there. And don't forget to make any backup and exit plans for those events. Number four, give yourself limits and boundaries. Limits and boundaries let you stay engaged, but will lessen the pressure you feel and you grant yourself permission to decline some things. Make a schedule of all the events and activities you are committed to, as well as others you've been invited to, but don't require a firm commitment. When you see what's on your calendar, it makes it easier to assess what is feasible in terms of your time, energy, and resources. If you decide ahead of time that you can only realistically manage one extra event per week, then it makes it easier for you to take care of yourself and decline any additional invitations. Number five, schedule some personal time for yourself. All of us refuel in different ways. And since the holidays are stressful, it's important that you and I refuel ourselves before we can reasonably expect to pour out for others. We talked about that just a little bit ago. Maybe you give yourself 15 minutes a day to read a good book over a cup of coffee. Or perhaps you light some candles and draw yourself a scented 
bubble bath at the end of a long day to relax before going to bed. Physical exercise helps restore energy and lift our mood. So maybe you could take a walk in the park or on the beach, along a trail, while taking time to enjoy the scenery. I will say this is a big one for me, and I'm going to give a plug in here for exercise. It has become a huge part of my life, and I exercise at least four days a week, and it really does help me. And I can tell when I've gone more than a day without getting exercise. I feel it inside of me, and my body begins to tell me I need it. Think about that. Number six, pay attention to your senses. When we intentionally attend to our senses, our experiences can be more rewarding. Think of different ways to include smell, hearing, sight, touch, and taste into your self-care to make you more present in the moment. When you're out to eat or baking at home, take a moment to enjoy the smell of cinnamon or nutmeg. Perhaps it will transport you back in your memories to a time you spent baking with your mom or a girlfriend. Take a few moments to appreciate the sounds of people singing in the mall or the choir at church. Listen carefully to the lyrics and notice how it resonates within you. Enjoy watching calm candles flicker on a table or in a window. Let it relax you as you watch. Pay attention to the feel of a soft scarf around your neck and appreciate the warmth that it brings. Relish the taste of the soft, chewy, home-baked cookie on your tongue. Pay attention as you chew rather than eating mindlessly during this season. Number seven, do something for others. This is a big one. You know, one of the greatest pleasures that I get in life is to help other people. And this is the time of year where there are lots of philanthropic organizations that are out there asking for money to be able to help people. And this is a great opportunity for you and I to do the same thing, not just with our money, but with our time. Look for ways to be of service to others. Go out of your way. Look for them because they are all around us. You know, it may be something as simple as volunteering for the Salvation Army and you're ringing that, the kettlebell, you know, and people are dropping money in. That's really simple. Just something really as simple as that. That's all it takes. Number eight, speaking of finances, make a budget and stick to it. One of the most stressful aspects of the holidays for many are the increased costs associated with gifts, meals, and get-togethers. The best way to approach this is to set aside a certain amount of money each month so you can be prepared when the extra expenses hit. Even if you haven't done that, you can take care of yourself by setting a budget for what you can reasonably spend. And once you've hit the limit, don't go over it. I promise you're going to thank yourself in January of next year. Number nine, plan ahead. Don't let yourself get caught up in the pressures and demands of the holidays. It's important to plan ahead for those tasks or events that are a priority to you. Planning something you want to do and knowing how long it will last allows you to mentally prepare without feeling overwhelmed. For example, all malls and stores have peak shopping times. By planning what you will do in advance, you can determine to get your shopping done at a less busy and less crowded times 
and therefore maintain a sense of calm over your mind and your body. Number 10, try to stay as close as you can to your regular diet, exercise, sleep patterns, and routines. I know for many of us, that's really hard to do, but let's really work on that. We need to do things in moderation. We're avoiding excessive behaviors that only lead to regret. And that can be in the areas of eating, drinking, spending, or socializing. When we try to maintain our healthy habits, even during the holidays, you and I will experience fewer fluctuations in mood and energy, and our bodies thank us for those decisions. Man, when I made this decision years ago to eat a certain way and to avoid lots of things that I knew weren't good for my body, it was hard the first couple of years during the holidays because I would get back into old patterns and then I would feel horrible and sluggish afterwards. And now it's easy because I've committed to it. It's not something I talk about doing. It is habitual. It is a part of who I am now. And so my encouragement to you is make the commitment to do that. If nothing else, ask somebody else to hold you accountable. And you guys can be accountability buddies during this time for those things. Think about that. Number 11, limit expectations of yourself and others. Limiting expectations of yourself and others and extending grace when those expectations aren't met is hugely important. You know, William Shakespeare said, expectation is the root of all heartache. And there's probably some truth to that, particularly when we or others have unrealistic expectations. You know, the truth is, there really are no perfect holidays aside from these idyllic pictures we create in our minds. Release yourself of the expectation of the perfect tree, perfect party, perfect table decor, perfect meal, and perfect gift. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure and heartache. Number 12, enlist support from others. Kind of talked about that just a minute ago. It's not only okay, but it is advisable to let others know how you're doing so they can better understand. Consider enlisting the support of a friend, a support group, a counselor, or close family member. This could entail anything from asking them to text you, to check on you after an event, to actually accompanying you to such an event. People often want to help, but don't know what will be helpful, so help them out by letting them know exactly what it is that you need. You might be surprised at their willingness to help you. And number 13, have something to look forward to in the future. Part of the struggle with the holidays is that we expend so much energy leading up to them that when they're over, many often experience a big sense of letdown. Make plans for something you will look forward to after the holidays are over to minimize that deflated feeling after the holidays conclude. It might be a concert at the end of January or an outing with a friend in early February or who knows, a spring break trip with the family in March. The idea is to shift your perspective and keep you looking forward and not back. So my greatest encouragement to you right now 
is to practice self-care during the holidays so you can get ahead of things like anxiety and overwhelm. Make a plan so you remain in control of your circumstances. I hope that you found these tips helpful and that they will be useful to you during this holiday season. And remember, it is so much fun to enjoy the holidays, to do it with people you love dearly. Make those amazing memories with folks. I know you can do that. I know I'm going to do that. And treasure those memories forever, but don't do any of it at the expense of your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, because it's just not worth it. But when we plan ahead, you should be able to keep all of those things intact and still have a great time. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Would love to know what you think about the episode. So shoot me some feedback. Tell me about it. Would love to hear from you. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today and have a great day. I love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.